Genre. and welcome to the protagonist podcast where each week we look at a great character and a great story i'm joe dorowski and this week we're discussing all of the muppets all of them and joining me for the discussion is producer andrew welcome andrew hello uh and we're talking about all of the muppets from a muppet family christmas which is one of the few pieces of media where you will see uh the muppets interact with the fraggles interacting with sesame street uh and even the muppet babies make an appearance <laughs> so it's a it's a lot of uh jim henson creations well and it's and it's muppet babies puppets yes it's it's not like muppet babies in cartoon form mm-hmm. yeah this is a christmas special that originally aired on abc on december 16th 1987 it was written by jerry jewel and directed by peter harris and it starred Every Muppet performer you have ever heard of. <laughs> I'll just run through I, the list. Jim Henson. Say, oh, go I ahead. Think, I think uh, I didn't see Emmett Otter. Oh, yeah. And that the Christmas Jack- Collective. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, everyone else I could think of, including the animals, including the penguins, yeah. including new ones just for this. Uh yeah yeah Edward Otter I mean that one was made a decade before but yeah they I don't think they've ever had any interaction outside of uh, you know with yeah with they're, they're really isolated they're very just that one one special so yeah amongst the the Muppet performers we have Jim Henson Frank Oz Jerry Nelson Richard Hunt Dave Goles Steve Whitmire Carol Spinney Catherine Mullen Karen Prell David Rudman and uh, Jerry Parks um who let's see I just got a little check yeah uh, Jerry Parks is um is Doc from the uh, the the Fraggle Rock. So he's the human am- amongst mm. all of the Muppets. The only human whose face we see, I think, in the in the whole thing. Until the very the cameo at the very end, which moves me every year. We'll talk oh, about that when we right. do the plot summary. That uh, <laughs> yes, that's true. This is an interesting one. I mean, maybe we should say this, but but like the Muppet features you you tend to have they're doing an adaptation of something and then it it becomes about the Muppets interacting with the text or if it's like a Muppet movie, it's often celebrity cameo, celebrity cameo Muppets, just like, like just weird, mm-hmm. uh, you know, interactions that happen throughout. This is, this is just the Muppets and then doc from, from Fraggle rock, which, you know, he is the human in a Muppet show. Yeah. You know, not, not the Muppets in a human world. He is the human in a Muppet world. Yeah. Um, this is an interesting for me, a uh, Christmas special because I didn't, know about it until i saw a vhs copy on sale in like the late 90s so uh this originally aired in 1988 on abc and or or no it aired in 1987 it was re-aired the next year on abc in 1988 and then it was on nbc in 1999 and then as far as i could tell it never re-aired anywhere um and then there were vhs releases in 1994 and then 1998 and then one dvd release in 2001 and that's it uh, and all of those releases are heavily uh, edited from the original airing mm-hmm. because of Christmas songs uh, that they had the rights for television, uh, but not for uh, home video sales for uh, quite a few of the Christmas songs that they had licensed that get that this is like a it, it's a jukebox musical of Christmas Christmas songs throughout the whole thing. Uh, it, it's. <laughs> Like, it's not even like jukebox musical. It's just like, hey, it's Christmas time. So sometimes we sing a Christmas song. Yeah. Uh, or uh, <laughs> or like near the end where they just medley 
Christmas songs. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there, there's so many Christmas songs in here. And in that original one, um, I, I there, there's a whole like wiki page of just like the edits. If you get a different copy besides the original. Now, I will say um, you can find the original without any trouble on a popular the internet streaming service online <laughs> like the most popular video streaming service you can blow it up and watch it with 1987 commercials inserted which i found delightful um and as i was doing this so i had that video one of those videos uh one of those video releases i remember buying i uh, think just we got I saw the it. 98 one and then i also did get that dvd release when i started converting all of my video collection to dvds i saw that dvd and snagged it uh not knowing that it would never be on dvd again <laughs> <laughs> and never see the light of day uh, anywhere else. So I, 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 that, that's when I found it. it wasn't in the original airing, but it was on that home video where I'm like, what is this? It looks like the Muppets in Sesame street. And I love Jim Henson. So, mm-hmm. I, so I grabbed it. Um, and, th- and from that point on, it became a staple of like every holiday season. I need to watch a Muppet family Christmas. And it is one of my very favorite, uh, holiday specials to watch. Uh, Andrew, I presume that me getting that VHS is when you first saw oh, this. Yes, definitely. And then, uh, at some point, uh, cause our family had a number of Christmas specials on, uh, recorded off of TV, uh, VHSs. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. at some point we kind of compiled uh, the collection so that as the family was separating, we could carry uh-huh. something with us. And so I've had access to it. Um, and it's, I'd say I would, I mean, this is, this one's like very big for me. I love this one, even in the VHS, you know, abbreviated missing songs version. Mm-hmm. It just, it works wonderfully. Like it's, it's actually very, um, very effective edits, I think yeah. to, <laughs> to keep it somehow coherent and, and keep yeah, things moving too- properly. That particularly like once you see what was originally there, you really feel it when you watch it. So like um, mm-hmm. the Muppet Baby home videos, there's a point yes. where Scooter comes out. He's like, hey, we found ho- old home videos. And in the VHS and the DVD version, it's really just like a quick shot of a Muppet version of the Muppet Babies, like like the puppet version. But the original has a song. Yeah. And in the original, like there's a whole song. But in, in the VHS one, they're on screen for like 45 seconds to a minute. And then uh, Animal yeah. comes bursting through the screen. In the original version, they, they sing a whole song as babies. And then Animal comes bursting through the screen. Yeah. So so even with the differences, like I remember it being pretty solid. And, and this is one of, I'd say, a, a relatively few like core gotta watch it every Christmas things mm-hmm. for me. Um, like I don't have a ton of those um frosty the snowman was something when we were growing up that we always watched and we had the vhs copy that had the york peppermint patty commercials um and that and i think i think the grinch had that and i think we had charlie brown on that vhs tape too um and so i remember those three a lot and i'm pretty much fine not watching frosty the snowman i remember it very very much and there are things that like stick with me uh-huh. Um, about it, but I'm fine not watching it or, you know, seeking out a non-degraded <laughs> VHS <laughs> version of it. Um, oh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer would have been on that tape, too. Um, and I'm 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 kind of lukewarm on the Grinch, but this Muppet Family Christmas, I'm like, no, this feels really good. This feels very Christmassy. It feels almost a little more Thanksgiving than Christmas. Like it's, the, it's to ring in the holiday season for you like okay yeah. we're in <laughs> well well and and because it's like there's a focus on like okay getting everyone together and the christmas turkey and everything whereas i'd say for us the like christmas day was like nuclear family 
mm-hmm. you know, more than extended family most of the right. time. Yeah, no, I can see that. Um, but but Thanksgiving is is extended family, mm-hmm. right? Cousins and aunts and uncles are, are part of Thanksgiving, and so there's an element of that where it's like, okay, this place is like getting crowded, um, <laughs> which feels it is so crowded in some of the shots. Like I, I, I like where are the puppeteers? Are, are the people? <laughs> Like, are they just like draped across each other? How many extra hands did they have to get for it? Yeah, I think every puppeteer must uh, in that in that final Christmas uh, medley. They've each got to be doing two Muppets, you know. The... Yeah, but but that's still not enough. <laughs> like, yeah. they, they've got to have just like stage hands. Like, it's like all you have to do is move this guy around and open his mouth. We're gonna do all the sounds later, uh-huh. because you know some of these people are doing three or four or five voices for various Muppets too. Uh, yeah, and a lot of that will be done in post, I think, to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, post production, you, you just have someone doing like Carol Smitty's doing Big Bird. Someone else is doing Oscar when they're on screen at the same time, and then later mm-hmm. on, <laughs> you get Carol yeah, Smitty go to the Oscar. Voice. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so this is one of the, like I said, one of the handful that I insist on, and like I will actively ensure that this comes on um, yeah. every year, and and have for as long as I can remember. Right, this has been really one of the most core Christmas ones for me for a very long time. But I, I am curious if you remember, because I remember us getting the VHS copy. I, I think it would have been 98 because of how vivid my memory of this is. Uh huh. Do you remember this process? Oh yeah. The, it uh, had the wrong VHS in it. It, had, well, it was the, it was the wrong tape inside the cassette because yeah, we, the cassette yeah. looked right. No, no, it was the it was the box. But when you pulled out the box, I think it, it had the label of Father of the Bride too. It was Father of the Bride too. I remember because yeah. well, we popped it in and we started watching. And we watched and like I, ten. But I think when we took Father it out, you could see the label on the actual VHS said Father of the Bride thought, too. Is my I thought it was yeah. the tape inside the cassette, but but, but uh, yeah, we got it at media and then play. I had to go return it to media play, and <laughs> and then yeah, went back. It's like I don't know what's going on here, but but the wrong movie is playing. <laughs> Yeah, Steve Martin's uh, delightful. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to reject Steve Martin. I just was looking for Jim Henson and the Muppets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I I rewatched Father of the Bride recently. Um, and I don't know if it was just like a cultural thing at the time or or what, but it's really wild that they went for a take of like this highly successful business owner with a large house feels really inadequate financially. <laughs> It, like he's just finished customizing his his vintage car. It's like this guy's gonna have a lot of uh, financial anxiety. Yeah, throughout maybe, this movie, and you're gonna like, empathize with him. I was like, mm, am I middle class? That just a little more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they chose to. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I remember. I remember like the father of the bride two incident with this VHS, and I wonder if that's one reason why this movie has stuck with me so much. Yeah, but but no, it's it's just it's perfect Muppets. Right. It's mm-hmm. low on cameos, which when I was a kid watching Muppet movies, I could not appreciate cameos. Oh, well, yeah. and some and, of them and, still uh, like as someone who they're out cares deeply about pop culture and knows quite a lot through literal study. There are some cameos. Where I'm like, wait, who is that? Uh, yeah. Uh, wait, what, what? Why is this person here now? Yeah. <laughs> and so when I watched Muppet movies as a kid, I was like. I like the Muppets, like they're puppets and stuff. They're they're fuzzy and they're animals and they're talking. Mm-hmm. And so this is 100 percent that. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, well, let's get to the summary. But before we do, we want to thank everyone who supports the show on Patreon. If you'd like to support us financially, we invite you to go to patreon.com slash protagonist and support our show with at least a dollar per month. All supporters on Patreon at any level receive access to our special quick casts, which are shorter episodes in which we talk about the media that we've been consuming that we are not yet covering as full episodes of the podcast. And all patrons who support us with $5 per month more get to choose a topic for us to discuss. On to a Muppet Family Christmas. The Muppets are off to spend Christmas Eve at Fozzie's mom's farm. They did not tell her this, though. <laughs> she has rented it out to Doc and Sprocket from Fraggle Rock, uh, which in, in Fraggle Rock, if uh, any of our listeners are not familiar, uh, there was a human named Doc, and his dog Sprocket was constantly seeing Fraggles that would disappear into the Fraggle hole in their house, and the Fraggles lived in this underground cavern world. And there was a, an access way to the human world uh, in Doc's house, and Sprocket was constantly trying to alert Doc <laughs> to the existence of Fraggles, and he would always just miss them. At a certain point, I think he became aware, right? I don't know. My my, my Fraggle Rock lore is not as in-depth as some of my other Jim Henson lore. I remember seeing episodes of Fraggle Rock and liking Fraggle Rock, but I don't remember a lot yeah. about it. <laughs> um, Doc and Sprocket are here, and they just want a nice, quiet Christmas. They're going to say that a few times. It's one of several running gags that are perfectly executed in a Muppet family Christmas. Um, Fozzie's mom is off to vacation in Malibu. Uh, at least that was her plan until she sees a truck full of Fozzie's weirdo friends arrive. Uh, she immediately changes her plans and informs Doc and Sprocket that, sorry, <laughs> there will be guests here for Christmas. Uh, several Muppets slip on an icy patch on the way in. Swedish chef is trying to prepare a Christmas dinner for everyone. Fozzie starts a comedy act with a snowman and Gonzo is jealous that a turkey is flirting with Camilla the chicken. The turkey is meant to be the Christmas turkey for dinner uh miss piggy though is late because she has scheduled herself a fashion shoot uh they watch a whole movie of themselves as muppet babies um as as we noted as puppet versions of the muppet babies not the animated ones the animated ones would have been on air i think three years before i want to say that's like an 84 thing the muppet babies hold on uh yeah muppet babies the cartoon premiered in 1984 and so yeah this would be the first time i think that they had transformed the cartoon muppet babies into puppets for this um, they hear uh, after uh, Animal bursts through the screen and ruins their viewing of the old home movies, they hear carolers outside. It is the Sesame Street Muppets, uh, of, like all of them. <laughs> every, every, every creation that's on Sesame the, Street. The street is empty. Yes. Save for humans. <laughs> save, save for those humans. Uh, these Which Muppets... I wonder what their reaction is to that. They're like walking around. They're like, what well, happens? Yeah, feels weird. <laughs> uh, they're invited inside. Some will slip on that icy patch. This house is packed with Jim Henson creations at this point. The Swedish chef grabs the turkey, but the turkey trying to get out of becoming Christmas dinner opens the door to show <laughs> Swedish chef Big Bird. Swedish chef is astounded at the sight of this potential Christmas feat. But he mm. says, Goblo, goblo, homonga. <laughs> and he chucks the roasting pan yes. across the kitchen into the 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 Dry dish rack of dishes yeah. that shatter. <laughs> yes, he just <laughs> he just absolutely launches it in shock. Throws his hands up, frying pan goes or or, or roasting pan goes for uh, a fry a flying, and he just yells out "Goblo Goblo Humonga." Oh, I love Swedish Chef. Um, this is a strong showing for Swedish. Oh yeah, Swedish yes, chef. 
Oh, his best moment is still to come. Uh, the, the, everyone turns on the TV and they see the Muppet weatherman from Sesame Street predicting the worst snowstorm in 50 years. Kermit is very worried about Miss Piggy, Piggy making it there for Christmas. Sleeping arrangements are getting tight. Uh, the Sesame Street Muppets perform Twas the Night Before Christmas with lots of digressions. Ernie is Papa. Bert is Mama. Grover is a mouse that is distinctly not stirring. And the two-headed monster is Santa Claus. Sam the Eagle asks, is nothing sacred? Big Bird, not knowing the chef plans to cook him, gives a sweet chef some homemade chocolate covered birdseed swedish chef is touched and decides not to cook big bird and then they sing a duet of the christmas song and the best choice is made in that they play this straight oh, yeah. big bird starts singing chestnuts roasting over an open fire and then swedish chef just comes in he's just doing yeah doing his, his mumbles to the tune so this reminded me of <laughs> i don't know if it's actually still available i i listened to the the muppets hamilton on youtube at some point yeah. um which is not actual muppets it's just a guy doing all the voices himself he does muppet impressions and yeah he, he does muppet impressions both hamilton both acts yeah. right yeah. Uh-huh. and he in the first act was you know distributing the the muppets through various characters and there are some there there's some really choice moments. Fozzie Bear is Lafayette. <laughs> and trying to do a voice and sing the Lafayette lines at the pace and, that they have in well, song. And so he kind of has to give up at one point because he starts doing the fast rapping stuff, which like everyone understands is is very fast word work that Davi uh-huh. Diggs performed in Hamilton. And Fozzie kind of gets to a point where he's like, guys, this is really fast. <laughs> and, and he's just like, he's going with it. But there was a very, very interesting choice because there's not a lot of female characters in the Muppets to choose from Yeah, with, with recognizable voices. Mm-hmm. And so there was a, oh, no. a hard is commitment a Camilla <laughs> to make Camilla Angelica, which is, is a really terrible payoff in act two when Camilla is singing it's quiet uptown. (laughs) And he just, he does the whole thing with Camilla for it's quiet uptown, which is, you know, the sad, you know, song in the, in the thing. It was like, I was like, wait, Camilla's going to have to sing it's quiet uptown. And that's what happens because miss piggy is, um, is Eliza. Right. Um, so when you have limited Muppet options, you know, and you're singing songs, you got to go with you, you. You have to sleep in the bed you you made. Uh-huh. Which is, you know, just where you're at with Muppets. And sometimes yeah. you go into this and, and you don't quite think it through. And sometimes you're like, no, it's fine. Now we're going to commit to this. Yeah. And I think it was in like a, uh, a like a, a just like a Muppet movie going out in the theaters like they'd start it and then like some way through like a, a singer cameo would happen and they'd pick up the Swedish chef part, you know, or, or something mm-hmm. like that and, and take over. But this, the entire duet is done with just Big Bird and Swedish chef played straight. Oh, I love it so much. It's one of my very favorite moments of this special. It, it, it is. And it's, it's really sweet. And it, it, I think it's one of the strongest through lines of like subplots of, mm-hmm. of this whole thing is the Swedish chef, you know, trying to get the, the turkey made and, seeing Big Bird and getting so excited. He's like, okay, I'm going to get that Big Bird in here. I'm going to make the biggest turkey that's ever happened. 
Yeah. And then, you know, Big Bird gives him like some bird seed and nuts. <laughs> yeah, chocolate covered bird seed. <laughs> um, and but it's so sweet that well, and and this is the thing about Big Bird. Like he is so sweet. How could you ever <laughs> turn him into into a Christmas feast? Right. Obviously, you couldn't. But the reaction of someone thinking they might is worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the thought crossing someone's mind is comedy gold. Yeah. And then the Swedish chef, you know, feeling touched, he's like, "Okay, we're. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go through with this." Okay. So uh, at this point, uh, plot wise, Kurt gets a call from Piggy that her limo is stuck. Uh, Fozzie and the snowman come in to do a comedy routine, but are shocked when Waldorf and Statler heckle them. It turns out they are old friends of his mom's. Which is such a betrayal for Fozzie <laughs> that his mom knows mm-hmm. uh, Stetler and Waldorf. Uh, Doc feels bad for Kermit and he slips out to go look for Miss Piggy. Kermit's nephew Robin asks Kermit to come see something. It's a fraggle hole. And they go down to meet the fraggles and have an energetic musical number. This one. Nope. No problem on the rights with that one. Yeah. <laughs> that one's original. That because this is an original fraggle number. Yeah. With, I don't. And and I, this is, again, one of those things where it's like, man, I wish I understood more about the Fraggles to be sure I knew what was going on. But they they do this like noise <laughs> in this song. I was like, is that standard for the Fraggles or not? Is that special for this or is that their normal mode? I love the designs of the Fraggle characters. Yeah, Red has always stuck with me, I think, mm-hmm. because... I had a McDonald's Happy Meal toy of red in a little car that uh-huh. somehow lasted for years of my childhood. Um, I, and my childhood, it, it got into the toy bin. Okay, so yeah, you you remember that one. And it's just a great little design uh, for, for red in, in particular. I know the Fraggles have had a bit of resurgence. I think Apple Plus, is that what one of their, is that one called Apple Plus or Apple TV? Apple I don't TV know. Plus. Okay. <laughs> they're they're doing a little Fraggle series, and I just saw a uh, an ad for an upcoming holiday special uh, called oh, it was something about like Night of Lights, but it was bringing in uh, like Kwanzaa and Hanukkah and Christmas tree lights. It was more about like all these celebrations at the darkest time of the year that involve lights. We're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna touch on all of those, right? But yeah, I just always remember like Fraggles having a, a distinctive look and they look different from all the other Muppets, right? They don't look like mm-hmm. Sesame street monsters and they don't look like the, the animal Muppets. Um, and, and it's still like working. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. And then at this point, piggy is going to make her grand entrance. Doc is also going to arrive dressed as Santa and hand out gifts. All the Muppets are going to sing a medley of Christmas carols. And, and at this point, like the, the fraggles even come up into the house. So you have like a wide shot with, uh, the Muppet Show Muppets and uh, Sesame Street Muppets and the Fraggles. There's got to be 50, 50 oh, so many. And, the, on screen, and just the right? layers and the depth of field on this. It, it had to be such a headache to work well, out and, how. And some of them are like standing upright and some of them are on couches. And yeah, yeah, I, the, that's one of those creative things with the Muppets that you just like, there's no way to properly appreciate it mm-hmm. because, because they wouldn't break the illusion for a lot yeah. of that stuff. Um, like in, um, in Muppet Christmas Carol. And I, like there's a there's a commentary that gives us some insight into it, but they're like they're not taking pictures of it in a lot of cases. Um, but in like the opening number, Michael Caine as Scrooge walks through a, a sea, a field of Muppets, uh-huh. you know, on the street yeah. um, where there's dozens of them. And I remember on the commentary, they said, yeah, he's really just on a plank. It's about you know a foot and a half wide. And he's uh-huh. just walking along that plank. Several feet off the ground so that all the all the puppeteers 
can just crowd around. They're like almost down, like in uh, in like in a trench trenches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like down there. Um, but but he's on this narrow plank for you know for like twenty steps. Yeah. Uh, here, let me get through. I want to circle back to that, but let me just finish up the the summary because uh, okay. that is something I love about the Muppets. Okay, so Piggy has made her entrance. Doc is there handing out gifts. All the Muppets are singing a medley of Christmas carols. This part varies in length pretty significantly as to whether you're watching it on YouTube or, I mean, a popular internet streaming service that I'm not going to tell you where to go watch it uh, or a VHS copy <laughs> of, of this uh, just because some of the rights issues there. But then as all of these creations are out there singing. Jim Henson sticks his head out from the kitchen and talks to Sprocket the dog. He says, well, they certainly seem to be having a good time out there, Sprocket. I like it when they have a good time. But I tell you what, somebody's going to have to do something about these dishes. Dishes, Sprocket. Come on, I'll wash and you dry, okay? And then we turn back to the medley where dozens of the Muppets from The Muppet Show, Sesame Street, and Fraggle Rock continue singing. We wish you a Merry Christmas. The end. All right, a few things that I want to touch on. One is something you were just saying about the Muppets. I realized that one thing I still love about the Muppets is that there is, there remains some of that wonder of how did they do that mm-hmm. with Muppet storytelling that for like a big budget blockbuster, that's all gone. It, like they do great stuff, but it, but it's computers, but we all just say, Oh, well they did it with computers with Muppets. There's still some of that. Like how did they get Kermit to go down the stairs? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when you see Kermit walking down the stairs, there's the moment of, wait, where's the Muppeteer? <laughs> like, like how, how is this actually taking place uh or the big crowd shot it's like this wait where how is everyone crouched how are they physically doing this that i'm Mm -hmm. seeing on the screen and i don't care that i see the wires that are connecting the arms i actually prefer seeing the wires over now a lot of times they will cgi out the wires i'm like no leave those in i want like just these little hints of of the the puppet nature of these characters you don't need to clean all that up it's not ruining the cinema verite because there is none it is muppets and they're you know it, it just is what it is and we should embrace that fully and have the audience kind of be stepping back and asking these questions periodically of wait uh you know how how does big bird actually happen <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and we've probably all at this point seen if you've ever wondered that you've probably seen the the original like hand drawing of how we could make a big bird puppet. Uh, and I, I still do wonder though, how did Carol Spinney do that for so long? <laughs> because yeah. it just seems exhausting uh, well, to and, imagine. And there's so many like extra little moments. It's like, they don't have to show Gonzo and animal hanging from hangers, mm-hmm. um, you know, as they prepare for bed, but they do it. So like, there's these moments where you see their legs and you're like, you guys didn't have to do that. And you didn't like, have to like dress additional puppets that had legs. And, and you, you take that you half did. second to say, wait, where? And then you're like, okay, well, there must be holes in the door that they're hanging on. And the mm-hmm. puppeteer, you know, Muppeteer's hands are coming through the hole of the door. Uh, Cause you're, you're just seeing a door with Gonzo and Mupp- or animal, right. Uh, yeah. Hanging and talking to each other. Um, And then, and then like the reminders of like the additional people that are involved, right. The Swedish chef takes two people minimum. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yeah. he's got his, his two human hands is right hand to the left hand going <laughs> and, and and then a, a head that's, you know, functioning. And 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 like Rolf starts playing the piano and like he's getting both hands in there. So he's not, you know, the default, like one hand, the, the right hand is just pinned to their body like he yeah. can't be doing that. And so, you know, some of these are, are multi person and and it's just it really is um, impressive. Kestra and I have recorded a couple episodes of. um who analyzed Roger Rabbit. So there's a Roger Rabbit minute podcast on dueling genre um, where they're breaking down Roger Rabbit one minute at a time. And 
we have a lot of conversations like this um, in the episodes we've been on for that podcast because of the level of like animation interacting with with physical world mm-hmm. that's going on and all these tricks of wait how yeah hang on a second somebody's like doing this stuff and making the blinds move when a cartoon character gets kicked into them mm-hmm. you know and and making drawers rattle and and all this sort of stuff and like that's a lot of work that then animators are coming in and like painting over whatever was physically happening and there's like moments where they're casting shadow mm-hmm. and the the cartoon characters in Roger Rabbit cast shadows yeah and and so there's like all these moments where it's like yeah wait a second like how are they doing that like is somebody holding up a a silhouette for the light to like be cast off of or are they adding the shadow in later you know how how sophisticated is that and and there's a lot of that with the muppets it's just different because it's like well no there's like people there with their arms in sleeves <laughs> doing things and and it's all in the camera right nothing's been been done after the fact uh, not in this anyway uh-huh yeah and it's just uh it, it's just so so great uh and there's something that feels i mean even though this I, I mean i don't know what the budget was but like at this point like the jim henson company like they, they know what they're doing they're professionals at this and they've got enough budget, but it still kind of feels like scraping scraps together from old clothes, <laughs> you know? And, and uh, I, I think there's something kind of wonderful that that feeling still somehow is like, you you just imagine it. It's just a group of people doing low budget. Just everyone do what you can to make this work um, when it comes to a production like this. And, and this one's interesting also because of the sets that they're dealing with, right? Like mm-hmm. the house set where they do a lot of different angles inside the house. So I don't know if that means, you know, how many different setups that they have where yeah. it's ready for different scenes and everything. But also like there's an exterior set. So they're, you know, doing interior, exterior, all within the soundstage, probably. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it, it's a lot going on uh, with this. And just thinking about like the number of performers um, there was. I'm trying I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, it's only exists on. The Internet Wayback Machine, the archive, you know, that, that yeah. archives uh, pages that have been lost from the Internet. Uh, and it's it's from some uh, uh, a forum Muppet wiki. And it looks like it's a transcription of some commentary that some of the Muppet performers did about a Muppet Family Christmas at some point. Someone so it must have been like a podcast or a video or episode some or sort of interview or something somewhere. Some of the Muppet performers did like talked over watching a Muppet Family Christmas. And this transcription existed once upon a time and is now preserved on the way back. But they um, mentioned that. uh Let's see. They said um, this is a love letter to Muppet fans, and it's also a windfall to uh, the additional performers cast. <laughs> By this point in Muppet history, Jim had essentially created an industry, and in this show, he will employ everybody. <laughs> um, and they, like they just start like listing like some of the obscure Muppets that are in the background, and they say like, and this is also like for the deep. This is like all the deep cuts for the Muppet fans. At the same time, this is great, but it's also become a curse because now in every Muppet production, they're like, "Where is Zoot? <laughs> Where's Beauregard?" <laughs> you got, uh, yeah, but Bo- they're, they're, they're here in this one. one. <laughs> Wait, did this one have the guy with the uh, boomerang fish? Oh, I, I oh, what is his name? Oh. I, he must have shown up, right? Uh, he, he must have. But uh, like, I remember Beauregard because they talk about they talk about cars. So of course, Beauregard's there. Yeah, New Zealand, and it looks like he is in here. Yeah, okay. Um, I, and but then also, like, I don't think this turkey is from other Muppet stuff. 
No, I think the turkey and um, Fozzie's mom are new creations uh, for this. And so, um, yeah, they're like adding extra Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think there's a there's a few new ones, but mostly this is just like a uh, it's almost like um, Avengers Endgame. It's like, OK, everyone through the portals. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Fan service. Just get in there. Get yeah. in there. Yeah. Done extremely successfully in Avengers Endgame. Same move done less successfully in Rise of Skywalker. Uh, for Star Wars fans, um, <laughs> where it's like, okay, here's fan service of everyone that you wanted us to have in the in the sequel trilogy that we couldn't get. Here they are. Uh, and this is like for Jim Henson fans, th- this is probably the most complete version of Jim Henson with his his creations. I can't and then think we, of anything else. We also get the beautiful cameo at the end, which mm-hmm. this is from 87. He died in 1990. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, this is only a few years before he, he's going to die at, let's see, how old was he? Uh, let's see. Uh, never do math live. <laughs> I know how to do math, but I'm scared to say something out loud here. Let me just verify <laughs> that I'm doing this right. Yeah. He's only 54 when he died. Um, so that's uh, in some ways watching it today uh, for this recording, it, hit me of the loss of Jim Henson more than I expected. Uh, like mm-hmm. seeing him on screen. I think I always get a little like, Oh, it's Jim Henson every time I watch this. But today I think it hit me a little bit more and I was wondering why. And I realized it's because we're recording this only a couple days after Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. I was going to say, that's going to be the reason. Uh, and that was one of those celebrity deaths, which I mean, obviously any death, like there's people who are sad, the people that know them, their loved ones, it's, it's a tragedy for them, but there's celebrity deaths that, sometimes hit me unexpectedly where I was like, Oh, I didn't know I was going to feel this much about it. Like, um, when, um, which one of the Mythbusters passed away? Um, Grant. Yeah. When Grant Imahara, uh, passed away, I was like, Oh, that is the celebrity death. I did not expect to get me. And I'm feeling emotional about the celebrity death of Grant Imahara and Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman and Batman, the animated series and in the justice league. And like, he's done so much. Like I started to look at everything that he's done. I'm like, Oh, Kevin Conroy. It's, it's extensive. (laughs) had a very long career lots of it doing voice work but also like he's in an episode of cheers as an actor um you know just just a really impressive career that he had he passed away just a few days ago and i was like oh i i i had no idea this is gonna be one of those celebrity deaths where i'm like oh why why universe have you taken Mm -hmm. this this person uh and seeing jim henson in this special at the end even though he died in 1990 it still hit me i'm like oh why why did he have to die so young and uh, and just like sit there taking like how much he meant to to me and, and other fans of all his work and like how how much of an imprint he has made on popular culture and yes. for like fans of Batman like Kevin Conroy he's actually like pretty high up there in terms of like oh he's Batman <laughs> like, yeah I, you know, I never like the, saw him physically playing Batman but he's Batman he was I mean frequently identified in it in discussion of his passing right as iconic or definitive. Yeah, right. Like, per- portrayal of Batman. Those those uh-huh. words were used a lot. Um, and and people well and I mean like Mav, our friend, said, you know, that's the that's the voice I hear when I hear Batman in my head, mm-hmm. right? When I'm reading Batman and I and I hear it. And I saw um I saw someone on Twitter, I think it I think it was James Tinian, who's who's a DC writer. Um, and he said, That's the voice I write for Batman. Mm-hmm. 
you know, so like that's how much of an imprint it has is like, no, this is how hundreds of or thousands, you know, like a, a large section of the fan base hears that voice when they think Batman. And there are creators who write with that voice in mind. Yeah. And uh, so, so I think that sometimes there's uh, like creators who like we love their work, but I, I maybe we don't process how much they're they're meaning to us mm-hmm. until until they're gone. And something about seeing Jim Henson stick his head out of the kitchen and look at all the Muppets, it hit me more than I expected to today. And it's, again, I think I think it's definitely related to like just being a little more emotionally raw of childhood nostalgia yeah. because of Kevin Conroy's passing. Well, I think part of it is is that's a legacy moment, right? You have the entire Muppet family together, and it's him looking at like, hey, here's all of this stuff that I have. Like, uh, it is thanks to him that this happened, right? Like, he mm-hmm. obviously he worked with other people and everything, but his is the name on the, on the studio, yeah. right? His is the name on the production. He was the one signing the checks. Yeah, you know, I mean, and so, when you go through the history of Muppets, like there's so many people who are so important. His wife, uh, other other Muppet uh, actors, and uh, some of the business people that helped to make sure that this thing actually survived. Like there, there's so many people that are responsible for us still having Muppets and, mm-hmm. and them existing. But you also you, you can't. It's really hard to to give Jim Henson too much credit. <laughs> like, yeah. you, you have to credit other people, but it's hard to give him too much credit. <laughs> and yeah, and so you have, uh, uh, you know, in this moment with this group of the Muppets, and knowing that it's just a few years before his death right i think even if his death was 20 years later this would still kind of be the legacy moment right this Mm -hmm. would be the performance that you can look back on and you say that's him you know being what he needed to be for all of this you know being the father of all of this and 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 having his goodbye moment you know and and that's one thing that i think is actually very sweet about celebrities um and performers who you know, have a meaningful impact is there's usually some sort of role to look back on. And it's like, Oh, that's the goodbye, you know? And, and you can have a little bit of closure out of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And you could look back on that. It's like, okay, this is the moment where it's okay to feel that and to cry about it and to, to have it hit you. Right. You have a goodbye with someone who we've talked about a lot, right? These parasocial bonds, these parasocial relationships where it's like, I have never met Jim Henson. And, you know, it's, I mean, he was, he was dead basically before I was alive. Mm -hmm. Right. So my connection with him is entirely separated, but it's nice to like, kind of have this moment to say, all right, we, we never were connected, but like, this is like, you're saying goodbye to me and saying like, yep, this is all happening. And, and I took care of this, but I'm also going to go do the dishes. Right. He, he didn't go <laughs> like, it's something about it. Like he didn't go into the room to be with yeah. the Muppets. That makes it, I think a little more poignant. Yeah. You know, it's like, he's leaving them. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, he's saying goodbye to them. It's like, okay, you guys yeah. have fun. I've got to do other stuff at where it feels very um, connected to, to like death and, and removal and, and all of that sort of stuff. Um, Which the, there would be no way that they'd know that this is no, 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 no. It, it you know, can't the last be by chance design. to do, uh, you know, to do this big uh, shot, you know, of of uh, all of his creations kind of hang, hanging out, mm-hmm. or, or you know, a good number of his creations. There are others, like we already mentioned, Emmett Otter and uh, other projects that Jim Henson Creature Shop had worked on, and things that are completely separate from from all of this. But yeah, it, it and it it does fit that kind of like uh, you know, th- there's a sweetness to it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, the 
there's like one other one that I feel especially strong about in, in the same term where it's like there's a goodbye. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Stanley in Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. When he gives his speech. His, his, yeah, be he, a has, hero. he has a, a little a little, you know, send off with it. But his first line. As it, like in his last cameo. Right. And, and it's in a Spider-Man, which is the most Stanley connected thing. Mm-hmm. Right. I think people associate Stanley with with Spider-Man more than anything else in Marvel. Um, and and his first line in his in his last appearance is I'm going to miss him. And it's just, OK, that's a lot to process. <laughs> you know, I remember being in the theater. And it's like it's like it's like three months after his death. And I was like, OK, that's a really intense line to have, uh-huh. you know, with that context. You know, that that idea where it's like it's like he's saying that about himself for me, like I'm going to miss him. Yeah. You know, meaning meaning Stanley. And anyway, um, I, I mean, I, I, I value I, that there's moments like that with mm-hmm. performers. I don't want to put a, uh, you know, a, a prediction on this at all. But Steven Spielberg doing Ready Player One, which seemed to be like his goodbye to all the pop nostalgia, and then doing uh, the Fable Mints uh, is his next one, which looks like a very personal like look at being a young uh, mm-hmm. a young filmmaker who's in love with the art of film. I'm like, oh, Steven Spielberg, it feels like you're saying goodbye, and I don't like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I hope we get another dozen films <laughs> from, from mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg, but, but it does but feel he, like he's he giving us may... some. He may have written his own eulogy and directed it <laughs> with Fableman's. Uh, yeah. Just look at the trailer. I'm like, oh, that feels like a goodbye piece. <laughs> um, he's 77, so we can definitely get more. <laughs> we can we can still get more. Uh, mm-hmm. But also, he's 77, and I think he's he's feeling that a little bit more. Um, I wanted to ask you about the plot of a Muppet Family Christmas. Is there one? <laughs> um. There are some through lines, right? There's the turkey and the Swedish chef. We've talked about that. Mm-hmm. There's there's Miss Piggy. Piggy getting to to the farmhouse. Yeah, that's that's one An of them. An obstacle to be overcome. Yes. Um, there is finding more places where people can stay and sleep. Yes. In this there farmhouse. is a, a villainous icy patch that every time anyone comes in or out of the front door, oh. some, uh, mm-hmm. a Muppet slips. And seeing a Muppet slip is surprisingly <laughs> delightful. And, and it's just a performer waving his arm with a puppet on it, but it works. It works so great. It, it works great. And sometimes, and like there's scenes where they do it like 10 of them in a row. Yeah. That means a lot of performers have to throw their arm just right. Or <laughs> there's a couple where it's kind of like deep background. Where mm-hmm. like there's just action going on in the background and someone's slipping. Yeah. <laughs> it is um, the best kind of running gag. Yeah. So it's, I don't think there's so much a plot as there's a, a lot of small through vignettes. lines yeah yeah, yeah. there's and, some through and lines like, and then vignettes and then there's some some vignettes right and some of the vignettes have have like two or three scenes right there's Fozzie and the snowman that's two or three mm-hmm. separate things yeah going on um but then there's like moments where it's just like okay sesame street characters are going to do twas the night before christmas it's gonna be silly yeah uh, that, and, that's like the purest vin- vignette mm-hmm or even like the, there's the little like all the Sesame Street people are coming in and there's a little moment where Doc has a conversation with Bert and Ernie <laughs> where <laughs> I can't remember all the things, but they just kind of start identifying things and what letter they start they with. They start doing Sesame Street stuff. Yeah, they start doing Sesame Street stuff. And then Doc at a certain point is like, 
uh, what are we doing here? And Ernie just says, where we come from, this is small talk. <laughs> it's like C is for Christmas. Um, uh, yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> I mean, you can and and you have like the recurring bit of, of Doc's like, we just wanted a nice, quiet Christmas. And and he he's like, if you're looking for anyone to have a transformation, like, OK, so so Miss Piggy overcomes the obstacles of getting to uh, to the farmhouse. There's a plot. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's the only one that has like some sort of character arc where he starts out as a grumpy old man and he kind of enjoys being around everyone at the end. Mm -hmm. So there's your only mini arc. Um, But the rest of it is really just like, can we get all these characters in a room together? Yeah. (laughs) And sometimes that's all you need, particularly um, when they're like so well established as characters, you know, with, with at this point, decades of memory for children like children grown up with, with the muppets just getting sesame street and the muppets in the room together like that's enough of a reason to do this in, mm-hmm. in my mind uh and you don't need a deep plot and they don't try to give you a deep plot and somehow it still feels like the right kind of uh nostalgia christmas buttons are being pushed of like well, we're getting everyone I, together yeah, i think it i don't think there's anything else that uh, one is ever really attempts and two has ever succeeded at capturing the sensation of a Christmas or holiday party where you are gathering friends and family and interacting and talking. And that's a five minute conversation. And then you separate, right? Like this feels like a party atmosphere. Like, like you said, doc having that conversation with Bert and Ernie, it's three minutes of Sesame street, small talk. And the, <laughs> well, I have things to do. <laughs> yep. And, and it's over. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of like being at a Christmas party or a Thanksgiving party or a holiday party. It's like, okay, we're going to talk for 10 minutes. I have to go pull something out of the oven now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this is over and other things are going to start happening. And, you know, somebody's out doing this thing. It, you know, and, and I guess it's similar to like um, summer parties too, where people are inside and then people are outside. And so there's like different groups having different conversations at different times. And this is just like, tightening it up so that it's it's conveyable by film but it but that's what it feels like right it feels like a holiday party it feels like um a, a gathering for the holidays uh and so it doesn't need a plot the point is everyone's getting together and mm-hmm. and seeing how different people interact and different characters in this case interact and seeing oh sesame street and muppets and fraggles in the same space and talking to each other and having different conversations i think that's kind of the point right so i don't think it needs a lot of plot i would not want that from like anything else except the muppets right like i don't want that from superheroes i don't want that from you know like i can't even think of good examples of like franchises or things that could be brought together but it's like that would be stupid on tv (laughs) or on a movie but in this it's perfect and delightful and 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 cozy Yes. Oh, cozy is a great description. Yeah, it is just a cozy Christmas special uh, with some of the great performances from puppets. <laughs> you know, and, and, <laughs> and it feels like everyone's like, OK, coming together. It, here's the really nice thing about it is it's not like those other Christmas specials where. Agents are making deals to get celebrities into this space <laughs> so they can be on TV together. Have you ever seen uh there's there's a Christmas special and um Bing Crosby. Oh yeah, sings, when he shows up with a uh, sting, right? No, it's um oh 
Oh, who is he singing? He sings it's, uh, it's, it, Little it, Drummer Boy. It, it, drummer with, Boy with, he's he's Muppet adjacent because of Labyrinth. Oh, why am I not pulling this name out? I don't <laughs> Like, we both know exactly who we're talking about. Um, David Bowie. Yes, there it is. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. I said sting everyone. I and, apologize. And, <laughs> yeah, and they, like, look at each other. It's like, we don't really know each other, but we're going <laughs> to sing this song together. And it, and it's just like, it's a weird Christmas moment where it's like, agents put this together and producers put this together and there's no warmth to it. Yeah. And and with the Muppets, it's like, no, this is like authentically feeling like a, a family get together kind of thing. It's not cameos. It's not making deals. Nobody's doing it for a paycheck. It's just these are people and they're coming together. Well, these are, you know, critters and monsters and, and everything. Um, can we talk about a couple of the favorite small moments. Oh yeah. And, yeah. And, do, you, and, do you have one in know, mind already? I do. It's um, it's when Ralph, the dog shows up and he starts talking to Sprocket. He's like, yeah, wolf bark, bark. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, okay. So Sprocket in the Fraggle Rock uh, series is a Muppet dog, but he acts like a dog. Like he's, yeah. uh, he's not speaking human, uh, you know, ever uh, English or anything. Right. It's just, just dog sounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and when Ralph is going to talk to him, he just says out loud, bark, bark, woof, woof. <laughs> and, and he's just like, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, here's a piano. And then he just like goes <laughs> over to the piano and then starts playing it and complains about how it's out of tune, but keeps playing it. And yeah. like, I, I love Ralph. He mm-hmm. is, is a great, and he's a Jim Henson guy. Like yeah. that's one of Jim Henson's performances. Um, which which would mean this is one of Ralph's last performances for a long time because they took a long time to um, hand him over to anybody else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so that moment with with Ralph and Sprocket where it's like, oh, yeah, what like a person from my my hometown? Hey, how's it going? Okay, well, I've got other stuff to do. I don't actually know you. Uh, yeah, it 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 really is a great. Uh great little uh moment yeah i'm looking at so it, it the performance list for ralph the dog uh it, it says done by a performed and voiced by jim henson from 1962 to 1990 and then bill beretta took over in 1996 so there was a six-year gap where they didn't do anything uh with ralph the dog yeah he appears in um in muppet christmas carol but doesn't speak mm-hmm. and it was like that's the first time they like had someone move him yeah after after jim um so that's one that's one of my favorites it's, it's just like yeah wolf wolf bark bark <laughs> <laughs> that's a great one i do i mean we've already talked about it but the the burton and ernie talking with doc where it's like mm-hmm. where, where we come from this is small talk it's great one thing i also enjoy about this is because it comes out in 1987 elmo is there but is not elmo <laughs> right she doesn't take over sesame street so right. elmo is like one of the reindeer when the sesame street muppets do but, he, but he's just a monster yeah do uh uh towards the night before christmas but he i don't think he speaks at all yeah mm-hmm. uh, he's just present as one of the sesame street monsters and if this was done you know in the in the late 90s instead of the late 80s there'd be oh. a whole elmo segment <laughs> yeah there'd be an an elmo solo uh, and, and, and elmo runner everything. you know the way that Fo- yeah. fozzy and miss piggy uh you know get, get their runners yeah, exactly uh, there'd be an elmo one probably the swedish chef wouldn't have one and that would be a crime yeah <laughs> yeah the swedish chef is is fantastic um yeah okay the, the moment where the swedish chef throws the the pan <laughs> we already talked about it in some depth it is one of my favorite moments in muppet history oh it it should be uh 
it should be a not an image, right? It should be, you know, an animation that people use over and over yeah, again. The, where it's labeled. That, that yeah. just lives forever. Right. Uh, where uh, where <laughs> like I see something and I throw something away. Yeah. Um, it is so great. And, 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 and I, the I, turkey I, ducks from it, which I'm like, <laughs> I know that's like anime, like that's Muppeteer coordination, but it, but it's perfect. It's like the turkey really saw that coming. It's like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> yeah. And, and the way it lands on the, on the broken dishes, I do wonder like how many takes to get for the, the hands to actually throw that onto the dishes. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's a blind throw. Surely. <laughs> right. And don't they um, do a, isn't there a lightning thunderclap when he sees Big Bird? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no reason that there'd be a take a look at this <laughs> the flash of lightning in the house and and it's it's even more absurd because it is big bird with exclusively muppets and mm-hmm. so he's that much taller like yeah. big bird's taller than the humans on sesame street but he's so much taller than every <laughs> muppet in this show yeah and the fact okay so the 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 episode wraps up with a fairly long uh medley of muppets just singing christmas songs mm-hmm. and on the one hand it's kind of like i feel like we're missing out on some great moment moments but on the other hand because there's so little plot like there's no other way to end this <laughs> yeah you you just kind of wrap it up with the uh the uh, christmas song medley and that that feels right yeah and the, and then the jim henson button yeah and that that is magical uh, um, that out from the kitchen i i i like fozzy and the snowman mm-hmm. and and all the cold themed jokes there's a moment and I remember us laughing about it as kids. I know which one. Is when, it Kermit? When, yeah. When, when Fozzie tells Kermit, he's like, I've got a new comedy partner. He's a snowman. And Kermit just says, the heck you say, and nods along and keeps walking. <laughs> like, I remember being eight years old and being like, what does that mean? I don't understand. The but he's just say. like, he's just so cheerful about it. The heck you say. <laughs> and he just keeps going along with it. Like, he's not really questioning him. Uh-huh. He's just like, okay, here's my acknowledgement of that. It's outrageous. Yeah, that that is definitely uh, one of the great line deliveries from a from a Muppeteer, which would have been Jim Henson uh, doing the, oh, the yeah. heck you say. He, he was point. he was the Kermit at the time. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, the snowman like running inside, <laughs> asking to warm up because <laughs> the blizzard's too cold. Uh, and I mean, we already mentioned it, but I'm just gonna say one more time: the running gag of the the ice that is just great great work mm-hmm. uh and with the like absurdity and like the vaudevillian vignettes that we're getting uh in this instead of instead of a plot in a lot of ways uh to, to have that like consistently going on was such a great choice by uh jerry jewel who wrote it i'm assuming that was in the original script uh and i'm just i part of me was like going through the thought process of like how do you write this like how do you write <laughs> Oh, all of yeah. these all these creatures coming together what does the actual script look like there, there's so much that had to go into the planning it's it's uh, gotta be this. a lot of it's gotta be a lot of like sticky notes with just like bert and ernie talk to doc ralph talks to sprocket <laughs> i like it's like yeah like what are the bare bones here like that's up on the wall and then we start to like say okay how can we give this shape and because they're uh, not writing scenes they're writing yeah. conversations Mm-hmm. you know and and then there's like okay we need you know three through lines that are going to have four but, scenes but just think of, like you're saying that like we're, we're not writing scenes we're, we're writing conversations but when it comes to production of a muppet sequence like that conversation is pretty intense of like okay this, these performers are here and here the camera has to be exactly right here right, you can't, you can't <laughs> um with this one in particular right with some sesame street stuff they can 
do it um, where, improv. Where, improv where it's like a right. Kermit There's, talking to a kid that's a yeah, classic that's, that's improv where that was completely unscripted or Grover talking to kids that's, that's never scripted that's just the performers reacting to what the kids yeah. are giving a, you a, a b c d cookie monster that's a that's a that's the example mm-hmm. right but with uh you can't do that here. <laughs> yeah, because think about all the background too. Like, there's always Muppets moving in the background of every shot. Yeah, the the, the farmhouse just feels so busy, and so it had to be so meticulously planned, and yet it feels kind of like freeform. Uh, are, everything about it that's going are on. Are people just crouching? Are they on like those mechanic rollers to slide around on their back? Are they, like are they just like sliding themselves along on skateboards? <laughs> I don't know. Are they crouching, or is the trench? five feet deep like yeah, what is going on lots here they're going on i think when when it's exclusively muppets except for doc uh hanging around it's got to be a lot of trench work mm-hmm. which which kudos to that guy for standing probably on relatively small spaces to allow yeah. a lot of other people space and then let those people just walk around like his knee height uh-huh that's gotta feel awkward <laughs> I, I, it's one of those things that like it probably start like it's so weird at first, but then it feels normal after just a little while. It's like, ah, mm-hmm. this is just what, what their work is. Yeah. I mean, like people talk about, it's like, you'd think that the hardest thing is to like talk to the puppet, but people say that that's not a problem at all. Right. As soon as the puppet's performing, it's like, yes, all of the attention is there. I don't even think about this other person, mm-hmm. you know, performing, but it's like the standing and like having the trenches around, that's gotta be the hardest thing. I uh one time I got to see the puppeteer Muppeteer who does Prairie Dawn. I can't remember her name uh, for Sesame Street, but I saw I saw her at it was at an academic conference, but she, she was there. Uh, and um, at a certain point, like at first, she was just kind of talking about lots of, you know, working on Sesame Street and other things. But then she put on the, the puppet and held it up and, and did a, a little conversation with Prairie Dawn. And it was astounding how quickly like all attention was just on the puppet <laughs> like she, she was not hiding she wasn't trying to like do a ventriloquist act yeah. uh you know she wasn't pretending she wasn't moving her mouth but as soon as prairie dawn was there talking it's like oh there's prairie dawn and there's some sort of like magic charisma of uh, of the muppets that just draws the attention yeah all right andrew do you have any final thoughts about a muppet family christmas i will continue to watch this every year yeah i think it's a shame because it's not on any streaming service uh you know like it's not regularly Plus, if you go look on the muppets uh and it didn't make it in because of the rights issues i'm sure it didn't make it into like the uh this is on every year on abc you know mm-hmm. or, or whatever it is uh i think it's it's kind of like one of those hidden gems of of christmas specials and that feels very strange to say about something that's so well known as the muppets uh but this particular muppet version uh is i think lost for a lot of viewers um because because it was so hard to find for so long so if you're looking for it, I do recommend uh, you, you track down a Muppet Family Christmas. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, that's going to wrap up this episode. Thank you for joining us. For show notes and links to all the other great Dueling Genre shows, you can go to DuelingGenre.com. Also, please subscribe to the Protagonist Podcast in your podcast app of choice, and please leave us a review. That really helps us out. We'd like to thank Scott Toffey, who composed our theme music. Uh, thank you again for listening. We'll be back next week to discuss another great character and a great story. So long. Well, and then when Kevin Conroy...
died. I was like, oh, my eyes are puffy from crying and from the sinuses. And then we were about <laughs> to watch Wakanda forever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All kinds of pressure. That, that one hits a few ways. <laughs> it was like, that, there was a lot of pressure that day. Uh, I like that one. Thumbs up. <laughs>